you're listening to the initial interview with AP. All right. Hello, everyone. Sorry about the uh, long break that we had. Uh, I have a special guest in here, My uh, one of my wife's very good friends, RM. Hello, RM. Hello, how are you? I'm uh, I'm well, I'm well. So we're here on a late Saturday night, I think very November late. 7th. Terrible. I there we go. It is November seventh. There we go. We're double checking. We're validating <laughs> our data, unlike some of the national news networks. <laughs> and uh, and we've we've had some glasses of wine. So uh, unfortunately, not sponsored by any red liquid. No. But um, we're just gonna chat, let it flow as uh, as I try to do with my guests, and uh, I'm not going to uh, limit what. What is on your mind, which is why we are using the initial during the initial interview. Makes sense. All right. So um, we're free to talk about any subject that you want. I, I like to keep it light. I know yes. that. So my so my guest is involved heavily with uh, with some of the Ontario um, policies, especially now that we're into COVID season two. Uh, <laughs> hopefully like they're hopefully we're not going to have a season three. It's going to be canceled after this, uh, or cut short, but, um, but want to keep it light. We know there's a lot of serious subject matter out there and there's a lot of things that are important to you, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, we were all silly and kids once. And my last guest, we, he loved to talk about candy in oh terms gosh. of the uh, late seventies, early eighties. Um, but is there anything to say or prior to families, prior to marriage, uh-huh. what are some of the things that, uh, I guess not necessarily important to you, but really that, that were a different life. You didn't, you didn't think they were important or, or, or sort of a distraction at the time, but now it's like a simpler life. I don't know. It's really funny because I know that you're going to find this shocking but I actually used to be really shy and quiet. And I know, see, now I know you're laughing. People don't believe me. And it's funny because I was, I look at my daughter, my oldest daughter is 13, and she's got such spunk and depending on the subject matter, of course, but she's so different than I was at that age because I was so shy and so quiet and really introverted, like just at recess, like I would bring a book outside, like I wouldn't I wouldn't run around, play, nothing like that. So I find that so funny. And then now people who only met me after I had kids and my youngest who's uh, disabled, uh, they just like, no, you weren't quiet. You're shy. Like I would, I remember the first time I had to do speeches at school. You're in grade four, right? And so unlike now where they have kids in kindergarten standing in front of the class doing whatever with the pointer, like the calendar or whatever. They didn't do that when I went to school, right? So this is the first time I had to stand up in front of the class and talk. And I, I had a little, it was my, I say my first panic attack. Um, I literally had, an, and I didn't know what was wrong with me at the time, obviously. Now I know, right? But I had a, an actual panic attack. 
and I went home and I was crying so much I threw up and my mother was just beside herself because she did not know what happened at school that would like I cried the entire afternoon I cried on the bus on the way home I cried like till bedtime and she was like okay like I don't know what's happening she called the school she was like I don't know what happened she didn't tell me anything and when I explained to my mom that I had to stand in front of the class and do this speech and I didn't want to do it because I didn't want people to make fun of me and it's different now where they they don't tolerate bullying and all that stuff. Although it still happens. It's a terrible thing. But then, and especially the school, they, they actually used to say to us, figure it out yourself. But yeah. they didn't give you the tools to conflict manage, you know, and plus your children. You're like eight, nine years old. And and I, I didn't want to be made fun of. And like the kids, you know, and they used to make fun of me when I was younger because I actually wore a patch over this eye to strengthen this eye. Because okay. I was telling you the story about where I have. Yeah. One eye is nearsighted, one eye is farsighted. No, it's bizarre. But I was actually, when I was born, when I was legally blind, and they put the patch on it to strengthen the eye. So they used to call me three eyes instead of four eyes. <laughs> Very creative, but really <laughs> embarrassing. Kids are really creative. Kids are way. creative and cruel. Like, just, yeah. And it was mean, like mean, mean, mean. Yeah. But, and so I had this huge panic attack. And my mom called the school and I find she said, okay, well she doesn't have to do it. And they, it was probably the first time that a parent had told the teacher what was going to happen. Cause like, well, you can't do that. <laughs> she's like, well, guess what? She's not doing it. So, so that was kind of cool that my mom got me out of it, but then you had to do it again the next year. Cause this is a thing now. And I thought, Oh crap, like, she's not going to do it every, so she made me do it. And of course I didn't know what to talk about. And I was panicking. And, and by the time I got to grade eight, I, I still was panicking and still, but I, yeah, I guess I came and I got to go to the second round and I didn't want anyone to not like me. So I did it and it was horrible. Like the second round, like the, the top people of the school to get picked. It was terrible. And the teacher's like, what happened? Like it was so good before and now it's so terrible. And I'm like, and I started crying at a second panic attack. Right. So this is where I learned about anxiety. <laughs> second panic attack. But I was so it was like that all the way through high school, too. Like, I was really shy and really quiet. College, you come out of your shell a little bit, and there's a lot of liquid courage that happens in, in college, so it's a little bit different. So in high school, yeah. I, I mean, I remember high school for me was, um, I went to a local Catholic school. Uh, Loyola was the name of the Catholic yeah. school. And uh, there were there were definitely these um, these groups or these cliques, right? Right. Uh, and I wasn't part of that elite where predominantly they were children of, with the exception of one, they were children of essentially banker CEOs and things of that nature. There's a very small group. I was happy to move around from lunchroom table to lunchroom table, right. which, 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 which didn't matter to me because all I cared about was getting a laugh. Right. Um, with the exception of the tables that smelled of that rag they used to clean oh, up God, the so freaking a <laughs> <laughs> lunchroom table, smell, and right? and then we of course you and you'd walk in oh and my the God, that musty is like <laughs> oh. did this sit in the in the dryer wet for a while? That's sort of reminded that that sort of that white trash smell. Awful. <laughs> so awful but uh, but so did did were you was that part well, of your school? There was I went to a school in London. That was in the public or Catholic. I went to public, public? school. Okay. I had it's funny because I went to Catholic grade school, and in grade when it's time to register for high school, right? They've got you like, you know, well, these are the there were two Catholic high schools 
in London, right? So there is. And just for our, just yeah. for any listeners, we have all oh, nine London, of Ontario. them. London, Ontario, and <laughs> Canada. London, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the teacher was like, "Well, you know, this one you have to be bused to, and this one was downtown, and this one was out, outside the town because it used to be an actual boarding school." that the Catholic school board purchased and they sold anyways just because they needed another school and no place to build it. And I didn't want to go to either of these schools. I wanted to go to the other school, the public school, um, where my one friend was going to go. And I registered myself. (laughs) I don't know how this happened. How how old are you you registering yourself? I think 13. Like, I don't understand how my mother wasn't involved with this. Like, how did they accept the registration without the parent? And it's not like we did online. There was no online. So we had to do paper forms. So I find this so odd. And I remember the teacher counting all the, the, the submissions. And he was like, wait a minute. There's like 30 of you. But I only have 15. Because a bunch of us had put ourselves into the public school <laughs> without, I guess somebody told us how to do it. It was so long ago. I mean, I'm old, right? I don't remember exactly how it happened. But I remember the one thing that was a stickler for me is that the Catholic school had a uniform. And I was right. not wearing a uniform because apparently it's cool now. Like my, my 13-year-old tells me that she wanted to go to the Catholic school because of the uniform. And I'm like, well, no. You know, it's it's, it's, it's like hair, right? Yeah, it's, it's I like guess. My wife wants to straighten her hair because right. she has curly hair. And the people that have curly hair want to... St- or I'm going to tell you a secret. I've known, I've known your wife now for so 12 years now. And I did not know she had curly hair until recently <laughs> because she's always straightened her hair. And I have poker straight hair. Like, I can't curl my hair to save my life. Right. Like, I can use, like, the most expensive hairspray. And the curl just goes... Shoo- forget it right so I've, embra- like I've embraced i see that yes and i'm bald <laughs> on purpose no, i've seen the uh, you know and I, i've i've like i've embraced my straight this is not happening girl and then my middle sister has amazingly curly hair and she pays to straighten it and i just i just like what are you doing anyway so yeah and so it ended up that i ended up at this public school and we had to take the city bus to go, but we got a discount. It was the weirdest thing. We Why got did you cheaper, have a discount to take cheaper bus? tickets. Because what they did is they chartered the bus, but because it was as a city bus, but it was for just our school. Oh, got it, got it. So, but we still had to pay for it. Like it yeah. seemed very strange. I don't know. I understand yeah. what what happened there, but because um, they didn't have a school buses. So when, I don't we, know. when we're talking about this, yeah. what 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 year are we talking about? Okay, so now I have to do we're talking math. like the I late eighties. Math, early eighties. Early eighties. So, so are I we close? S- are we close in age? I think I'm older than you. No, you can't be older. I can. So I'm I'm fifty. Right. I turned fifty. I'll be fifty-one in February. Okay. So we're 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 the same year. Same same year. But I think I'm my birthday was before. So April, February, we're a couple of months. Yes. Now I started school a year early. Okay. So you look you look fairly young for a white girl. Thank you very much. (laughs) I've been told that. I, I I tell people I sleep in Tupperware. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually a vampire. We can't talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. So I am. Yeah, I can't, like, you can't come in the house unless I invite you. Exactly, exactly. That's why I never look in the mirror. Lost girls. So I um, I actually started school early from what I was explained. Like the Catholic school that I went to, that my mother put us in Catholic school right. as kids. Okay. And now you have to be four by December, okay. right? Okay, to right. be in school. The cutoff age. Yeah. yeah. So the cutoff age in that school was four right. by February 28th, which okay. is my birthday. Yeah. So I... I was the youngest in the class. Got it. Right. 
So I had literally just turned. And now there was no junior kindergarten because I'm ancient. So <laughs> no, but, but but when I went to school, there was junior kindergarten. Yeah, but at this, I guess, in this board, there was not a in city London. Or whatever in London. Yeah, right? yeah, the farm so community. So I, so I was the young. <laughs> God, start with that. What do we do on the weekends? No, there's nothing to do here. So yeah. I was the youngest in my class, and then in high school. I took, I'm, gonna, I'm so nerdy, I wanted to graduate, I hated school so much that I took extra classes to graduate early. Okay. And I was the last grade 13. Okay. Like the real grade 13. Okay. Not so the OEC, the right. real grade 13. So we're, so if you're, so if you, so, so if you're eight, grade 13, then that would be 87. I graduated in 86. With my grade 13 because I got um, extra credits, right? So I was taking wow. grade 13 physics and I was 15. Me meaning your parents still had to pay for the textbooks. Well, exactly. So yeah. funny, right? Yeah. So Because um, I was the first wave. My my grade yeah. was the first wave of, of the OAC. OAC. Right. So I was However, I did, I did take some grade 13 yeah. classes yeah, yeah. in grade 12. Well, it turned out that the physics course that I was taking grade 13 was actually first year university physics. Right. And I did okay, which is surprising considering how young I was. So I, I was really, really shy even then, right? But I wanted out of school because I didn't care for it. Like okay. I really didn't like being there. I had a couple of friends. Of course, you always have the, you know, girls in high school that she doesn't hate, you know, we, you know, we had to look, not really clique, but like, it's like, now somebody did something, and now we all of us don't talk to her. Like, it was so typical 80s, like, okay. you know. No, 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 it's not, it's not typical 80s. It's right. typical girls. Women? Okay. Yeah. Teenage girls. Which yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's the 80s That's or true. it's 2000. I'm just starting into that. So it's happening today. I, uh, well, I'm just starting people. into that with my 13-year-old, but she gets along fairly well with everybody. But she is in middle school, so we'll see what next year what high school exactly. brings. But. Um, so I really just wanted out. I just, so I took as much, I, I asked my guidance counselor, what can I do to graduate early? And he was like, what do you, why do you want to graduate early? I don't understand. So I was, I had my grade 13 and I was 16 when I graduated. Now, what do you do at 16? You're not going to go to university at 16. That's ridiculous, right? And I did very well. I took algebra calculus functions. I had like, I was on the honor roll all through school. Wow, that's pretty cool. Super nerdy, like, you know, just the books and stuff. Although I had a boyfriend. He um, he went to another school. So I didn't, I guess, because we couldn't see each other. And his mother didn't like me very much. So we weren't allowed to see each other. So she was hoping that he would forget about me. Maybe we were together for a very, very long time. Um, so I really so just is, is studied. So this, is this the person you married? No. Okay. So we have two no, mother-in-laws that don't like you. <laughs> No, my current mother-in-law does like me. Oh, okay. She just doesn't like some things. Got it, But got it. I am her only daughter-in-law left. Right. See, so she enough. likes me. Everyone else is divorced. So she's, <laughs> she's like, you're my only hope. Um, so it's some, all somewhere back into Star Wars. <laughs> so, and then, uh, so I ended up retaking my grade 13 classes because I, I couldn't go to... What? Why? So, because when I told my mom, my, my mother didn't even know that I had graduated early. She was so confused. She's like, what are you talking about? So she's like, well, you're not going to university or college now. So what I did is I ended up taking all the same grade 13 courses again. Why wouldn't you take different classes? Like Because you I was really, well, no? really good at the, what I took. So what I was suggested to me was that I take them again, make my course my mark higher Got it. and when I applied to university it would be better right right so 
And I had somehow finagled the school to give me all my classes, first, second, third period, and then fourth lunch and fifth spare. So I was done school at like quarter to one or something. So uh, so hold on a second. Yeah. I understand from so when I think about back then, from right. what I know about when we went to school, essentially, I mean, right. we're talking about credits, mm-hmm. right? So you're saying. So how did you accumulate the amount of credits to be qualified for university? Did you right. take summer school? No, but what happened is that we had a bunch of spares. Remember, we used to be able to pick our courses. Well, I, don't, and what I, I had I did like is, one spare only yeah, in grade 11. No, That's it. But what I did was I ended up taking, instead of taking like gym yeah. or like art, I did take art one year. I yeah. took like all the math and physics and science classes. So I had enough to get in Okay. because I had all the like the bases. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was hilarious because I was sitting there at my graduation with nobody I knew because they were all kids that were a year and a half and two years older than me. My people were at the back, right? Like they had, some of them were still grade 11. It was really funny. Anyways, so I did go back and I ended up just taking my math classes because I was really good at it. And what was funny was that it was the same teacher as my homeroom teacher because back then you had the same homeroom all five years of high school. Right. So you mentored the kids after you and, you know, so you always are there. So I had him, and I still remember this, it was room 225 because it was stuck in my head for five years, right? But I literally sat in the same desk all day. So he taught math, calculus, and functions <laughs> at room 225 and he was a homeroom teacher. So I literally sat there. The entire day, he taught me the same stuff. Because it was the same teacher I had the previous year. I had all the class notes. I had all the tests. He was so just done with teaching. He was just like here. <laughs> he was just, he would just, he just the same material every year. So I had all the tests. Right. So I knew. So I ended up getting like almost a 90 average after that. So I applied to university, of course, because that's what you did, right? Yeah. And even though I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I got into every school I had applied for, including math honors at Waterloo. And I just, my parents couldn't afford to send me. But in the end, I was 17 at that point. Like, if I would have went away to university, I would have failed miserably, which ended up failing miserably anyways. Because I did, I accepted my, I went to Western. Right. So by December, I was failing horribly because I was way too young. Like, way, way too young to be there. My desire was to go to... Waterloo for actuarial science. Okay. And then I had a kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't do so that. So I lived, moved to a basement apartment <laughs> okay. in Mississauga. And uh, that, was, that worked out well. That was well, a good trade-off. It's so funny. That's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, and it's funny. So I ended up, I was my mother was horrified that I was failing. Like, she was so smart in high school. And it was such, because I would, had been on the honor roll, like, my basically my whole life. Yeah. For me to come home and tell her, you know, and I was like, don't forget, I'm still shy at this point, right? So it's like, oh, my God, and I had to tell her. So she snapped. Like, she went crazy. She was so upset for me. And then she, and they had scraped together the money to pay. Like, it was, university then was so cheap compared to now, yeah. right? Like, I yeah. don't know what it cost. I should have to look that up again. I think it was like 1500 bucks. Like, it was nothing, right, yeah. compared to now. Um, but it was, it was probably. I think it was probably a little more. The only reason I say it, because I, went, I ended up going to... Sh- to Sheridan College, mm-hmm. and that was with books, thirteen hundred dollars a yeah. semester. So, 
maybe. So the university is always more. Maybe, yeah. So let's say it was 2000 Three grand. Yeah, maybe it's something like free, crazy, for, right? For but for them, yeah. so much That's, money. Yeah, of course. Because my yeah. dad was the only one working and, and they just didn't have it. You were a typical blue collar. Dad worked in the Ford plant forever. This is what he did. Yeah. So they were so upset. There's so much money to waste as well. So um, she said, that's it. Not paying for anything else. And if you want to go to school, you have to pay for it yourself, right? So I did the math. I'm like, okay. Now, at this point, I'm already working part-time at a couple of places, grocery store, stuff like that. So what was, what was the, do you remember the grocery store? IGA. Okay. I Independent was, Grocers Association. I started, in the, I started as in the bakery okay. and ended up as a cashier because that was a move up, apparently. <laughs> Do you remember the song Step, for the commercials? I do not. No, a, I do not. I'm the I in IGA. IGA was yeah. like, oh, God, it's awful. So, and our owner was such a, oh, he was such a oh, strange man. Fran- franchise. He yeah. was such a strange man. Anyways, yeah. So I figured, you know, like, I because I had retaken my courses, I was done at the quarter to one so I could go to work. Right. Right? Because I already knew everything. I didn't have any homework because I already had all the notes. So I ended up working. So I would take the bus back to that. And then by the time I would get home, I'd already put in my four-hour shift so I didn't have to work after work. Do you remember what your hourly wage was? I think, oh my gosh, I think it was three twenty-five an hour. Okay. It's like no money, like no money at all. I remember when I started working at Pizza Hut years later, I was getting like $5 an hour plus tips and I thought I was so rich. So funny now. Eh? But... The problem with working in the afternoon and then home after school is that all your friends are working after school because they're still at school while you were working. Yeah. So I still sat at home and said, you know. So I was, you know, debating what to do. And, and my mom finally said, well, listen, you can't, if you're going to quit, you have to work. Like, you can't sit here. And I don't forget, I'm not even 18 yet, okay? <laughs> like, I'm turning 18 in February. So I decided to quit Western. And... um I had this time, but this time I had um, got a job at the Pizza Hut because the new Pizza Hut was opening up. And the Pizza Hut, when the actual was a restaurant where they had like the salad bar and everything, like you remember, like the yeah, sit you down. had the sneeze glass and oh, you had, had the whole bed, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so I said to my boss, "I am going to take a break from school." And I thought, okay, well, I'll go to Fanshawe because I'm gonna, I'll get in no problem. So. I'll work till then. And um, I said to my boss, I can actually work during the day now. She goes, well, that's perfect because I need somebody that works like the lunch shift. And I said, well, we, what time do we open? 11, I think. I said, okay, because I like to sleep in the morning. <laughs> so, not now. There's no sleep now. So I actually, she actually gave me the 12 to 8 shift Monday to Friday. So that was hilarious because now I was working like a real like almost 9 to 5 job, right? So I had the lunch shift and I had the dinner shift. And there was weeks where I would not even cash my paycheck because I had so much money in tips, right? Like, it was so funny. And I had, like, there was dollar bills back then, right? So I would literally, like, my apron, I'd be coming home and ironing my money and bringing it to the bank. It was so funny. So I did that until September, and I had applied to Fanshawe. And working as a waitress. So Fanshawe is a... Uni- is a college in London. In London. Okay. Like Sheridan here, got right? It, got it, got it, So... I said, like, what was I good at in high school? I was really good with numbers. I was really good with computer stuff. I said, oh, maybe I'll just try for accounting. So I applied for accounting, and, of course, I got in. But being, I say I said waitress. That's how old I am. So being a server, you I can't be shy. Like, you, people yell at you. Like, so I think that's where it kind of started to get a little bit more confident. Exactly. I was a little more confident at that. Yeah. And... um 
it was just, it was, it was good because I got to talk to a lot of different people and I got to learn a lot of stuff. So it was great. You made all the best people. But the funniest story was that back in school, back in my high school, there, there were kids that were 19 there because by the time they went to grade 13, yeah. if they failed, whatever, you were 19, right? Yep. So there was a teacher who was having an affair with one of my classmates <laughs> who just turned 18 I'm sh when they started seeing each other, right? But what's really funny is that I worked at the Pizza Hut fairly far from my home. And he lived in the neighborhood, but she didn't, right? She lived close to the school. So one day they come into that restaurant, my restaurant. Which is out of the school which district. Which is out of the school district right. oh, in the other part of the city. And it's like a Tuesday night. Like, why am I there? Because if I was a high school student, I should be working, you know, on the weekends or whatever. Right. So he comes in and then she comes in and like I'm in the back and I see them. And we had heard, I mean, you hear things, right? Yeah. And... What was funny about it is that my sister was kind of dating his son. So we didn't, we knew this they were really, getting, this is very this bizarre. This is very white, white trash story. <laughs> but what's very strange about it is so we, London, Ontario, <laughs> just to let you know, has a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really funny about it was that we had, he, she said that, I forget his name now, the parents were getting divorced, divorced, excuse me. So, we were like, oh, that's strange. And then we, I had heard something about him, right? He didn't, his son didn't go to that school. His son went to a different school. But we knew he was a teacher at our school. So when I saw them there, I went, oh, my God. And I told my boss the story. And she goes, what's well, your table? And I went, oh, crap. So I actually had to serve them. When that man looked up at us and saw me standing there, I thought he was going to actually die. Because now it, the rumor was no longer a rumor, right? Like, they, I could see them having dinner and they weren't talking about math. Like it was not, she was not getting tutored from him. So I was like, Hey, Mr. So-and-so and Hey, Kim, how are you? Like, it was like, yeah, I know you. So yeah, it was like, so I served them. Um, I knew she was 19. So she asked for wine or whatever at Pizza Hut. Oh my God, the wine. Oh, fabulous wine. But they both drank. It was, it was licensed and. And yeah, and they never came back for some reason. I guess they took their date night somewhere else. That's awesome. And year a year later, like he left, he had like the divorce was sold, the house was sold, and I guess he started taking her to teacher conferences and teacher events for the school. And I, my English teacher, we were very close, and she actually said to me, you know, he brought her to the last school meeting and she started calling me Mrs. Whatever. And she said, listen, sweetheart, if you're going to be sleeping with one of the teachers, you can call me by my first name. But I thought, oh my God, so embarrassing. But why would you take your girl? Like, anyways. For the average person, the biggest hurdle is themselves. For sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's the outside hurdle that we want to overcome. Yeah. So that motivates us. Well, Tony Robbins, he says the same thing. If his mother didn't abuse him as a child, yeah. he wouldn't be who he is now. He wouldn't treat his wife like gold because he knows what it's like to not be treated that way. And he wouldn't have had the strength to do what he did. Whiteness. And teeth. now, 
He works out now. Did you see the size of him? No, like, he's dude, always worked out. He's been he? like he's martial maybe, arts. Maybe yeah, I yeah. missed it. Like I was like, a, suddenly he seems very buff. Ben but, Stiller, you know who Ben Stiller is? Yes. He ben does Stiller. an so he used to have his own show. I, this I did not know. Yeah, and for, it was, I think it was like three seasons. It didn't okay. last long, right? It was like a comedy type show. And on that show, he does this thing where he uh, does this skit on to- where he's Tony Robinson. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So you got so awesome. you got it. I'm pretty that. sure it's on YouTube or something. I gotta find that. That's so awesome. go ahead. I interrupted you. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying he said that as I just watched it interview with him recently, and he said, "If my mom hadn't literally beat the crap out of me and abused me." Um, I wouldn't be where I am, but I know that she did that to me because she loved me. And I was like, what kind of bizarre statement is that? But that's how she grew up. Right. So then that's how she, cause she was obviously abused too. Right. And we're talking like the physical, like the real hitting, not just this pretend stuff that our parents did with the slipper. Like there's like, like for real beating up. So he's actually grateful. And so he's not using the victim mentality like he he used it as a motivator and to help people and doesn't even though he falls back on it he doesn't say oh poor me poor me right because you know life sucks for everybody at some point not i'm not saying people don't have it worse and there are some horrible stories out there but you can't keep going back to that you have well, you to can look at it. you can look at it as uh you know two siblings mm-hmm. having the same thing happen oh, yeah. to them one of them um becomes elevated because mm-hmm. of it, yeah. and the other lives her life as a victim. So my boyfriend from high school, there is four siblings, four four sons, four boys, and the. But you only dated my three sons. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-bum>, I'm <laughs> That's a good story. So, so, so raised by the same very hard, very very hardcore family, like very very like hardcore porn. Just stop. That. Very Catholic family. Oh, I'm talking the, going to church like the whole bit. Oh, silent point. Stop that. <laughs> so and and like ethics and like do your homework and all that. And the the one the older my ex was the youngest and the the third the one. The Are you confusing brother, me with math? No. Older, or younger. So he was the youngest. On a scale of one he to was ten, the youngest of F. the four. <laughs> he was. No, he is the youngest of the four, and his brother, the one just older than him, ended up in jail. We're on a podcast. There's no sign. I don't know. Drugs, you're doing those things with your hands. Drugs. I'm, I'm French. I have my hands. Um, <laughs> a lot of drugs. Ended up in jail. Okay. Um, once we found a gun in the house. Oh, my God. Is he a Millard? So, <laughs> and, you know, and I don't know, obviously, where he is now because he has no social media. So, I'm not, I can't stop right, him. No footprint. But, um, yeah, like, like he, and you just shows, like you're saying, raised by the same parents and the two different paths and they're only a year and a half apart so it's not like there was this big age gap where they were treated differently because mom got tired and said fed up on mom do what you want type thing so just something happened with this kid and he went on that whole victim thing mom was mean to me dad was mean to me for so long because he took the discipline as being mean versus you know but when correction when we found the gun in the house that was his yeah yeah then i was done like i was like okay i'm out like i can't do this no more like this is scary stuff right at this page you know it's like and so he actually my ex-boyfriend brought that to like wrapped in a towel brought it to his parents while i was there and so why, I, why is it wrapped in a towel? Because he didn't want to touch it. So he got a towel around it. We're in high school right now, okay? Like we don't know what Put to in do. Put a towel. We'll be safe. <laughs> and we didn't even check if it was loaded. Like, how would I? There's I ghosts know. out there. Cover your head. Okay? You'll be fine. <laughs> so I said, so he brought it upstairs. And his father was so mad at him 
for embarrassing the family in front of me by mm. bringing the gun when I was there. Yeah. He was like, how did you, he's like, put that back where you found it. Why are you bringing me that when she's here? Cause I was she to him. He's dead now. Thank God. Yeah. But, oh, he From was the such gun? A, no, no. <laughs> but, um, it, it's, it's, you know, he was very much, you know, this child was the embarrassment to the family right. and he didn't see his part in that. Right. Because he raised him the same as the other kids and they all turned out fine. So what's your problem? This kid needed nurturing. He needed extra and they didn't give it to him. Right. Yeah. So very different parenting, of course. I got caught peeing in a hallway no. and then I got the strap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. We live in an what's apartment building. I w- that's what my mom asked. <laughs> I said, you know how far away? That was, this is back you when. Know what? You know what? This it is, is why I learned to hold it. So I was like, now I can oh go to God. bed. Like, oh, do I, I'll go oh, to pee tomorrow. Work. This is a thing with boys, okay? Especially boys growing up when we grew up, or at least where I grew up. Peeing outside was a thing. Yeah. And now you don't I do that. I was in scouts and beavers and it, stuff. Yeah, and you pee outside. So yeah. boys grew up peeing outside, so they think they can pee anywhere. Yeah. And I think this is the mentality of this age group where they can say, because you still want to do it. I know you do, because you're outside and you're like, ah, do I want to go in? <laughs> I've got a shed. Back, the, the, we back into a green space. I'm probably back into the woods. I don't want to get bit by a mosquito, but it's in September. I can the pee neighbor, now. The fence is tall enough the neighbors might not see. I'm in a pool. Oh, my God. Don't. <laughs> That's it. I'm never swimming here. I pay no. for the chemicals. So I'm fine. <laughs> there you go. You're good. Um, so I think that's that's where that comes from. But men in general like to just do that wherever, yeah. wherever they are. It's freedom. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I think that's just your whole species. <laughs> it's just like. Do you ever see? Do you ever see this species? All of you. Do you ever see the Seinfeld where it's like. Um, Elaine looks at Jerry and says, I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the say I said to James all the time. Like, I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. <laughs> the George peeing in the shower? Yeah. It's just this pipes. <laughs> it's all connected. You think, and then Elaine's, no, it's and then Elaine's like, you think there's a drain you can just go? Yeah. Yeah. And all the guys are agreeing. And you're just like, that's it. I'm out. There was a different kind of Lone Star bar that was up near the airport. Anyway, this bar for the men to to go to urinate. Mm-hmm. So, in in a in a commercial type of uh, set for for uh, for bathroom back then. Okay, men would have urinals. Okay, right? and I think in in some degree, there's still a lot of places that have urinals yes. in the sense of. It's just basically a wall that catches your piss that you can piss against, right? It's the weirdest thing. It is the strangest thing. It really is, and I remember, because they had it in high school. Yes, but, yes, right. So, so you become familiar with it quite quite early on. However, this at this Lone Star restaurant that was beside uh, the Toronto Airport, YYZ, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't an individual urinal. It was just a whole wall which had an angle drain to one side, so you could have multiple men <laughs> side by side thing pissing against asking. the hill. Oh my god! And it'd be like, man, you're splashing on me. But who decided <laughs> that this was a good idea? Lone Star, I guess, because they think of Texas oh, and stuff like, the, like the whole see. thing. It was just this uh, the wild, wild west, and all the gunslingers. Like two stalls, and like you couldn't all use. You can, them, you right? can literally have eleven guys <laughs> peeing against this wall, and but you didn't want it. The the funny thing is, you didn't want to be the guy on the left because <laughs> he was the guy getting all the urine <laughs> <laughs> coming down. He was at the gravity no. point, so everyone wanted to line up at the right side. And I'm trying to figure out like the drunker you were. This is the beauty of having this type of situation because if you're drunk, you don't you don't really try to control it as I much. I suppose, yeah. There was a place my best I friend. I hope there and was I, a drain on the floor because you guys always miss. Well, it 
I don't know if the, if the floor was angled into oh, the drain, okay. but just think of it like a trough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how, that's I'm, pic- that's how that, I'm picturing. That's it. exactly. The so there's no privacy. No, there's no privacy. Who yeah, gives a boys shit? Boys are boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Weird. The only there's <laughs> only certain Asian guys who stand. Yeah, yeah. They, would, they would go to the to the the ones with the doors where you got to sit down. So bizarre. Uh, Anyway, uh, I can say that because I'm part Asian. And there you go. But, That's right. Uh, I'm only 61%, That's which has right. no effect. There was a place in Mississauga called uh, CeCe's. Okay. And don't forget, I didn't grow up here. I know. That's why I partied, what, that's what, yeah, that's what I partied in London and like right. horrible, horrible. I don't, the only thing I know from bars London that are torn was, down now. <laughs> I only know a couple of bars in London and they're both strip clubs. Anyway, that's another story. And so. I uh, can tell you another story about that too. But, anyways, go ahead. And so. Uh, the uh, this the CC's bar at the time, so my buddy was a was a bouncer there, and uh, this is when Looney's first came out. Okay, and so uh, I, for some reason I was I, like I said I was addicted to not addicted but I was focused on drinking Long Islands and they're expensive they're like yes. eight dollars yes so you know people were leaving the Looney's on the bar and I just oh my god I'd I'd lean over and I with my no. forearms pull all the change in and said yeah I'd like a Long Island oh I like god. two Long Island please I'd be double fisted and I'd push all the change and I'd say keep the keep the change but it'd be they're ready to be their tips Jesus that's bad this is what is what happens when you part <laughs> Indians you can say I'm you saving money you accent so well it is, uh, you know, I have not done it for some time. You do it but, very uh, well. Yeah, it's very scary, funny. Scary, very scary. That is hilarious. I don't do the French accent very well. Because I'm from New Brunswick, so oh. it's, it's more franglais, right? Like okay. It's like half English, half French. So I don't. And I, I grew up in Ontario. But well, you have that very Ontario, well, because, well, not I, Toronto, but Southern Ontario Yeah, like accent. I... Although I spoke French first, mm. right? I went oui. to sco- I went to school in English, yeah. And um, I don't. We would go visit my grandmother and stuff, but all my cousins could speak English, and the ones who didn't, well, we didn't talk to them because we didn't know how. Because they claimed they couldn't speak English, but do you really know any French people that can't speak English? No, they really? always pretend. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you know, we kind of were like, yeah, whatever. Very happy to have you. Oh, uh, happy to be come here. And join. And I, I'm, gonna I'm gonna say, probably going to edit this into 17 episodes. I was going to say, <laughs> I have so much, and hence I'm so not shy anymore. I have so many stories to tell you, but it's easy to speak to you. So this was very good. All right, so thank you for being thank on the show. You. Appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for coming back again. Happy you're listening again. So we're going to sign off for now. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're listening to the initial interview with AP.